Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Sam Fubara. Hi, everyone. Grateful to be here. Sam, so glad you're here. We, I believe, just met for the first time today. Yep. So I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. How did you come to know the Lord? In 2014, I was here in Dallas. I was a visiting student from my law school in Chicago. Just gotten out of a relationship. Didn't go well. I, uh, in my self-deceit at the time, I told myself, hey, like the reason why my friendships with guys aren't deep, uh, relationships with women don't seem to go anywhere is because I'm not hanging out with good people like myself. So where mm. can I find good people? So I decided to come to the porch. I did some Google searching and found out about this uh, youth ministry and came here. And the day that I came here, David Marvin was preaching about the fact that uh, if you go to church, you won't find good people. It's like going to a hospital to find healthy people. What you find is people who know that they're sinners in need of a good savior. And I remember thinking, huh, if I can't find the good people that I'm looking for here, why stay here? But Mm. God kept on pursuing me. While I was a visiting student at SMU, I hung out with a couple of guys who really loved the Lord and who loved me very well. They really brought me into their lives. One of them recommended that I watch this series. I think it's a series from the Village Church called Beautiful Design. And watching that series going from creation through fall and through redemption very quickly god just disabused me of uh, any notions of goodness that i had about Mm -hmm. myself i very quickly identified with adam's sin and uh saw that very clearly in myself and um also too for one of the first times in my life I, i understood god's love i think i'd heard the gospel before but god chose that time to to bring me to salvation i surrendered to him wow yeah so that's, that's amazing. Uh, that's the story. So um, you fast forward. Are you practicing law now? Where I am, are you today? I am practicing law. I'm, I live in Lake Highlands, married uh, two kids. I met my wife here, uh, Christiana. She's uh, truly, other than God himself, like she's the biggest blessing I have um, in life. We uh, met through Unashamed. We were sharing the gospel together. And I like to tell people that my approach to sharing the gospel was more like, I mean, I was a newer believer at the time. So my approach was more like a machine gun. I was just firing everywhere. Like this is <laughs> yeah. scale of one to 10, scale of one to 10. Yeah. And, and she took time to really get to know people and um, ask them questions, wanted to see exactly where they were. And just in seeing her heart that way, I, I was like, you know, I, I don't know if this is the person I'll marry, but I certainly want to marry somebody like this. And uh, God, through his grace decided that, you know, like that's, that was going to be, that was going to be the case. And, uh, I think, uh, about 11 months after that, we got engaged, um, engaged for seven months and got married. Uh, we have two daughters now. Our first daughter's name is Hadassah. Um, we, like Esther. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's specifically why we named her that. I mean, for such a time as this, um, I, I guess we'll get to this when I start talking about why I picked John 16 and why I zeroed in on John 16, That was why we, that was why we named her that, um, for such a time as this. And uh, our second daughter, she was born on June 28th and her name's Alethea. Um, and similar reasons, uh, truth. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that was why we named her that. Just the importance of remembering truth. Like apparently, like, I dug a little bit deeper into the meaning of Alethea and it's, uh, it means non-forgetfulness apparently. Like that's, that's really what uh, it means. Like it's, there's some reference to water and passing water mm-hmm. and, and, and that's, that's where the word derives from. Yeah, those are our two daughters. Beautiful. And, yeah, and uh, grateful to have them. 
I love it. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump in. You mentioned the end of John 16. Yep. Teach us. Take it away. So just at the time I was writing this, I was uh, I just remember uh, certain difficulties at work, like seeing that uh, what I thought was good from a biblical perspective, what I thought was godly was not embraced as such. Hmm. I remember feeling a little bit down about that for sure. uh, for a time. And uh, God just really convicted me. It's like, what does my word actually say? Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 a given that, uh, that while I'm in the world, I will have trouble. Like it's it's yeah. it's a given that uh, that trouble will come specifically for Christ's sake. That there might be good that I do, and usually people aren't persecuted for doing good. However, usually if it's if if it's done in Christ's name, unfortunately there are at least some who will who will take it. It's not good. So yeah, I I started there. Um, and other things that came to mind. So if I were to d- divide up troubles, if I were to put sure. troubles in two different categories, like the first category would be straight trouble for the sake of Christ. That's Hang on, let me pause you for a yep. second. For those who are driving and listening in the car, <laughs> verse 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation or trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So you're dividing up trouble, two kinds of categories. Yeah. And the trouble here that, that Jesus is probably trouble in the broadest sense um, is just being in the world. There will be trouble. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, looking at the context from from John 13 onwards up until John 16, it's, it's Jesus is like in Jesus's love for his disciples. He's preparing them for his for his departure mm-hmm. in that. like He's concerned about their troubles, the troubles that they will face, getting kicked out of the synagogue, people thinking that they're doing good by killing them, things of that nature. You see it immediately after Jesus, after Jesus' departure, and what happens to Stephen, and, oh, yeah. and what happens to Peter, Paul, those right. guys. And They're you persecuted. see it, yeah. And then you see, it, you see it in the first, you see it in the first century, like you see it in the first century after Christ as well. Just that ongoing persecution of Christians, and the the accusations that they have for them is that they they tell a lie about what it is the Christians actually do. The good that they do is presented as bad, and they're persecuted as such. So. Going, going back to the beginning, I would divide troubles into two. Um, I would say there's a trouble that's specific to Christians and there's a trouble of just being in a broken world. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Romans 8, starting from verse 18, I believe, mm. going on to about 23 or so, where uh, it's, it's, it speaks of the world groaning as in birth pains, waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. Is it, I, I think I got that reference right. <laughs> yeah, 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 verse 23. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons right. and the redemption of our bodies. Yeah, so there's there's that too. Like, that's not specific to Christians. That's um, just a consequence of the brokenness of this world. There's illness. Uh, there are a number of things that, that are a consequence of sin, of sin basically, of just of the, of the brokenness in the world. So those would be the two categories that, that I would divide that into. And um, neither of those categories is, is, is something that anybody can escape in, in being in the world. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So for you, it's no one can escape it. You're, what kind of law are you practicing? I practice corporate law. Okay. So you're practicing corporate law. You're mm-hmm. operating with people who aren't necessarily Christians right. by any stretch. What does it look like for you to find comfort in this? Like practically. Practically, it's it's remembering that this is a given, and um, I mentioned this earlier. Also, to just the the testimony of Scripture of people who have suffered for Christ's sake, and uh, this is the testimony of the of the early history of the church, and and even the history of the church today. People um, people persecuted for um, for Christ's sake for persecuted a lot more severely than I am. Um, yeah, is 
practically sure. where sure. I where I find encouragement. I, I think um, maybe one of the bigger things that uh, that I find myself pushing back <laughs> against a lot in, in, in various circles in which I find myself is uh, the biblical concept of the Imago Dei, that mm-hmm. the human beings are made in the image of God. That's one that I find myself regularly pushing back against in culture. And of course, like similar to... Because culture would deny that. Right. Um, well, not not in so many words. And, and mm-hmm. that's, like again, very similar to what you find in and what's what you find with the with the early church they're atheists because they're not syncretist you're you're opposed to women because you're not for abortion again that's, like that's the school of thinking that yeah. you're around yeah. so that's that's something that i that, that i find myself pushing back against fairly regularly and um i find encouragement here is just mm-hmm. that reminder of what of what god's word says about these things absolutely um, so yeah. well i'm so, we're out of time <laughs> I flew by, but I'm grateful for your knowledge and wisdom and for your faithfulness to be a light in some dark places. So thank you for, for doing that. If somebody's listening to this listening to this and they work in a similar corporate environment and they want to run into you on a Sunday, say hey, pick your brain, where would they find you? At the five PM service, I sit at the far right. Um if you're looking from the stage, I'm usually high up with uh my wife, my beautiful wife, and my two daughters. Awesome. And they can find a picture of you with your Devo on the Join the Journey website. Yeah. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.